You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. I know the podcasts have been a bit sporadic lately. Markets have been a bit haywire, as you know, because you listen to this podcast. And we'll have another one up on Friday, but I wanted to kind of just jump in midweek and drop a bonus podcast on you because we're talking about bear markets. We hit a bear market yesterday, uh, Monday the 13th, lucky 13. Markets dropped uh, in a big, big fashion, finishing the day below, the S&P 500 finished the day below that 20% um, mark from the peak in earlier January. So while we've gone below that 20% mark intraday, this is the first time in a couple of years that markets have dropped. Markets, the S&P 500 has dropped from where it peaked to below 20% uh, at the close, which means we are officially in a bear market. And so there's a lot of questions that come with it. What's a bear market, recession, so on and so forth. I've got six questions here I'm going to answer for you. Where these questions come from? Well, usually when markets get a little haywire, we get a call from the local news and go on to talk about these some of these things. A lot of the segments that we've been on and that I've been on relate to inflation and how inflation's hitting Mother's Day and gas prices and things like that. But with a with a day like yesterday, the day like the Monday the 13th, uh, you know, the questions really start to dig down into what's going on with my investments, what's going on with the economy. And so we're going to cover a few of the questions that were presented to me on uh, the news program that we were just on, trying to answer some of these uh, more basic questions for everyone. We, you know, we're not digging into yield curves today. We're not digging into um, technical charts today. That'll be for a different episode. But right now, this is just a bear market bonus podcast. We're answering a few of the basic questions uh, that I think a lot of people are interested in. And the first one they asked of me was whether or not I feared that we are headed towards a recession. And I think the reality here is that, yes, we could be headed towards a recession right now. And generally, a, a, the definition of a recession, and we've there's a, an entire episode dedicated to what is a, re a recession and not. I might link to that in the show notes here. But it's generally accepted two quarters in a row of negative GDP. Obviously, we're not there yet, even though we had one negative quarter. It was kind of a one-off thing if you dug a little bit deeper past the headline. Really, the economy is still growing. It's not growing as quickly as it was before and as it was last year when interest rates were really low, money was cheap. You know, as Mira Pandit from the J.P. Morgan Asset Management team mentioned on our last summer um, summer series webinar, we're going from a boil to a simmer, but we're still cooking. And I think that's a really good analogy there. Uh, we are still, you know, even if you're you're moving from a run to a jog to a walk, you're still moving forward. And I think that at this point is where we are now. However, things like rising interest rates and increasing energy costs like gas have historically preceded recessions. So do we fear that we're headed towards a recession? Yes. Are we ever going to get to a recession? I don't know. Without a crystal ball, it's impossible to say. The trajectory is in that direction right now. So yeah, we're a little bit worried, as are many investors, as evidenced by the performance from markets 
over these last few days, uh, you know, there's a worry that we're headed towards a recession that's being spurred on by what will likely be rising interest rates, right? Last Friday, we got the CPI report. It was hotter than expected. So now the worry is that the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates this week, not just a half of a percent, but three quarters of a percent. And that's more than what was baked in the market. So markets freaked out and you know the rest. Okay, let's move on to question number two that was asked, which is what's the biggest thing that people can do to prepare the most for to so they can secure their financial future right now. And I I think really I know it's hard to do because of inflation for some people, but right now is the time to batten down the hatches financially. Make sure your emergency savings is intact. It, I mean, this is always a good idea, but it's even more important when interest rates and borrowing costs are shooting higher. You you know, relying on your credit card or home equity line, personal loan, whatever it is to get you out of a jam, it's a bad idea. Have that rainy day fund set aside because frankly, a rainy day is probably on the way. I mean, Jamie Dimon, the CEO for JP Morgan, even said that a, a hurricane was coming. Now, I don't know if it was a hurricane, but you need to have that emergency savings because what that allows you then also to do is leave your investments alone and not raid your investments if something goes um, kind of sideways on you financially. Also, cut out the fluff, run lean, get rid of, you know, you have subscribed. If you're like everybody else in this country, you've subscribed to every single streaming service and newspaper. I mean, are you really reading the New York Times, Washington, uh, Washington Post, uh, Wall Street Journal, Newsweek, People, Us Mag? I mean, right? You you have all of these subscriptions. Are you really watching every single Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, uh, Peacock? I mean. Go through your finances. It's easy when things are going well to kind of lump on $5 here, $5 there. And I'm not saying you're going to get rich by not buying Starbucks every once in a while. But really, time to get down to brass tacks. Cut out the fluff. Run lean. You're going to be able to make it through this rough patch that we're in, but not without a little bit of work. Okay? Number three, what should people not do with their money right now? This was an interesting question I thought that they asked. Unless you're in a real financial jam, I'd say... It's important that you continue contributing to your retirement plan, at least through work. So what you should not, this is going to be a double negative. Don't stop. This is what you should not. Don't stop contributing to your retirement plan at work. So continue contributing to your retirement plan at work. I know investments are going down and it's easy to look and say, I put in X and it's down even more than that. But these are long-term buying opportunities that you're going to thank yourself later for having taken. You know, ask somebody who quit making contributions to their employer-sponsored plan in 2008. Do they wish they had continued putting that money in and continued getting their match from their employer in 2008? Or more recently, in the spring of 2020, when we had the COVID crash? The answer is yes, of course. And so don't bail on investing just because we've had a bad six months. I mean, you're, you're tougher than that. We're going we're gonna to get through this. Similarly, do your best to avoid taking money from your retirement savings to bridge the financial gaps. I just talked about that this a little bit earlier, but don't stop. I know it's a double negative, but if we're talking about what we're not supposed to do with our money right now, don't stop contributing to your retirement plan at work. And similarly, don't take money out of that retirement plan to pay for things. And these choices often, when we're taking our retirement plans, whether it's an IRA, a 401k or 403b, these choices often come with taxes and penalties, and that's not even taking into account the, the future gains that you're giving up by stealing from yourself, essentially. So don't make that mistake. Leave your retirement accounts alone. 
figure it out. Don't raid your investments at the most inopportune time when they've gone essentially straight down for six months. Uh, and then finally, if we're talking about what not to do here, don't panic. I mean, being worried is okay, but panicking is not as far as investments are concerned. Leave your investments alone. Sensible portfolios eventually rebound. So let's use the lessons that we learned in the tech bubble bursting in the early 2000s, the great financial crisis, even the COVID meltdown. Every single time, patience was rewarded and panic was punished. So don't mess with your investments. The next question that, that then came after, after this in the interview was whether people should still be investing even if the stock market is, is concerning them. And I, I answered this kind of in the last question, but really the answer here obviously is yes, to the extent that you can afford to keep investing. I mean, don't put your groceries on a credit card while you use extra cash to try and play the stock market or time the market. I'll say I see a lot less of this now. When everything's going up, everybody's playing the stock market like it's some sort of gambling casino. It's not. You know, if you want to bet on something, go bet on something, but you're investing, you're not trading here. And so you should still be contributing to your investments, presuming that you can afford to. If your cash flow is running upside down month to month, you know, focus on that first. Don't run up dead just because you're taking extra cash to go invest it. Um, the fifth question here, and, and there, this is fifth out of six, is what happens if we see a bear market? And what is that? And obviously, we have seen a bear market now, right? We're down more than 20%. Because a bear market is generally understood to be a fall in stocks of 20% from their peak, which is where we were earlier in January, early January. And we finally crossed over that mark yesterday. Now, bear markets, pessimistic markets, they're all part of investing. And, and some even, we talked about bear markets before. Sometimes it's almost a feeling, right? Where it's it's a pessimistic market, the the path of least resistance is down as opposed to being up. And so it it's part of investing. And I don't want to, we're not being flippant about this. It, you know, it hurts when markets go down. It certainly worries people when markets go down, but bear markets on average happen every, every, every what, three, four years, three and a half years, I think is the average. And they usually last less than a year, somewhere between nine and 10 months. The last one was when COVID lockdowns were coming at the beginning of 2020 that lasted six weeks. Now that's abnormally short. Right. But if we're talking about averages, bear markets have happen about every three and a half years, last about 10 months. So they're your averages. Can it be longer? Of course it can. It's an average. It's almost always longer or shorter. That's how you arrive at an average. But still, it gives you kind of a basis where we're six months in here and uh, we might have a little bit longer to go. Also, I think bear markets indicate a slowing economy. Doesn't mean recessions around the corner. In fact, usually when you have recessions, you have had a bear market, but you don't always. When you have a bear market, you don't always have recessions. Do you get that? The way it works back and forth. Bear markets indicate slowing. And so sometimes that means recession, but not always. And so don't just look at the bear market and say, oh yeah, we're headed towards a recession. Now you're going to say, Brian, you started this episode by saying, do we worry that we're headed towards a recession? Yes. We're talking about slowing. So that puts us on a trajectory towards a recession. Are we actually going to arrive there? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but we have a bear market. And it means a slowing, certainly markets dropping and perhaps a slowing economy. And then, of course, every interview I've ever been on or been a part of, they would say at the end, well, did we miss something? Or and I'm guilty of that even when I interview people. Well, what did we miss? Is there any anything, a takeaway tip for people just kind of trying to survive out here? And the, I, would, I summed it up really with kind of three things. The S&P 500 has been up four of the last five years. And in fact, if you go back the last 10 years, it's been up like something like eight or 
seven or eight years out of the last 10. But even just like, look at this. The S&P 500 has been up four of the last five years. Last time we had a negative return, I think excluding dividends for the S&P 500 was 2018. Not surprisingly, that's when the Federal Reserve was raising rates. But we also came out of it just fine. And we came out of 2020 just fine with the COVID stuff. We came, I don't want to say just fine, but we came out of the great financial crisis in 08 and even the tech bubble burst. Like we're going to be okay here. Um, in fact, if you, if you look at your investments, we've given back probably the last year or so of gains in many portfolios. And I'm talking about an 80, 20, 60, 40, 40, 60. A lot of these portfolios, you know, where, where we've slid to start this year has given back much of, or maybe even slightly more than the gains that were made in 2021. But it's not, it hasn't taken you back to the stone age. Uh, you still over, if you're looking at a five or a 10 year window, you're still up, like up nicely. So this is part of a larger story for your investment life here. And then I, I think it's important to remember here that this is an asset that you're buying when you're investing in a company or when you're buying investments like a stock or bond or mutual fund or whatever it is. So when we have returns that are losses, it's not like a lost sock in the dryer where it just up and disappears. They don't vanish. You still own something. So think of it like another asset, like you own your house. Maybe you can get less for it today than you could have this time a year ago. Does that mean it's never going to go up again? No, that's not at all what it means. It means that you're getting less now. And if you own assets, whether it's a house or quality of investments that you work with your financial advisor to invest in, if you have quality investments, they generally go up over time, even if there are hiccups in between. I can't speak to speculative investments, and I'm not going to mention any names here, but the, the further out there you go, the, the higher possibility for reward, but the higher risk of total loss. And so that's when we're talking about funds that invest like in an S&P 500 fund, look historically, you know, they don't... Yes, they go up and down, but they don't vanish altogether. They don't go to zero. And you've got that emergency fund already that we talked about. So you can ride through this for a while while the investments repair themselves over however long this is going to take. So I'm going to leave it there. Those were some of the questions that we talked about on the broadcast. If you're interested, I'll see. I know I posted uh, uh, the broadcast on on my Twitter page, at Brian Ullman. Um, uh, I'm fairly certain I have it on my LinkedIn page. I'm going to figure out a way to get it on a YouTube page if, if you want to check it out there. Um, it's about three or four minutes. I think it'll you might find it interesting. So I'm going to leave it there. Happy bear market. <laughs> um, we'll see how long this goes. I'll, I'll be up. Oh, we'll have another episode up here in another couple of days talking maybe more specifically about the bond market, which is having a hard time still. Um, what's going on with we'll maybe go over the inflation report from last week there's another ppi report coming this week so we're everybody's trying to gobble up as much information on inflation as we can and then of course we've got the fed meeting this is being recorded on tuesday the 14th fed's meeting today and tomorrow 14th and 15th so by the time we post another podcast we might be talking about notes from the fed and what they did uh, here in the next couple of days. So I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. If you have questions, email us at info at FordFG.com. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. 
The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.